It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. A Monday morning, the 14th day for November for 2022. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. And from the weekend that has just passed, first home buyers now have a choice in New South Wales to choose between paying stamp duty or land tax. The cost is $728 million over the next four years. It's for properties costing up to $1.5 million and vacant land up to 800000 So the choice is now yours and effectively you are able to start making that choice from January the 16th. And leading on from that, coming up, we are talking to Asti, the PRD economist, about how you can save when buying a property by cutting out a bedroom, maybe changing from a four-bedroom purchase to a three-bedroom purchase. i got to say, I didn't know the numbers were where they are. It will surprise you, as it did me. And boy, the weekend had a lot going on. The Ukrainians claiming back territory and the rejoicing of pure joy. I mean, what a fantastic, magic piece of medicine for the people suffering under the Russian troops. So that happened. And then we also in the US had the Democrats keeping control of the US Senate. So a very bad weekend for Donald Trump. And Stevie Spark from Toowoomba has won the W. WBA Intercontinental Super Lightweight title after his opponent completely lost the plot and threw the Aussie out of the ring. His name is Montana Love and was disqualified for throwing the Australian out of the ring in the sixth round. So as I said, it has been a busy, crazy weekend. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. And if you're celebrating your birthday for today for November the 14th, happy birthday. Uh, You're in pretty good company today. Adam Gilchrist, Gilly, the Australian cricketer. He is turning 51 today. He's in the company or is it the other way around? Uh, Maybe it's King Charles III who is in the company of Adam Gilchrist because it is King Charles' birthday today. He's turning 73. Condoleezza Rice is turning 68. And it was on this day, back in 1969, the Apollo 12 was launched. It lands on the moon on November the 19th and was the first spacecraft to take a coloured TV camera to the moon. Actually looked up how many men have walked on the moon. 12 in total. To date, no women. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. Well, whoever the next person is, they should do the moon dance. Let's check on your weather on this Monday morning. First, we go to Sydney, expecting a shower or two and a high of 29 degrees. Also expecting rain in Melbourne with 21. Brisbane, your temperature of 32 degrees today. Cloudy skies, it should be mainly fine and dry and in Perth today expecting a sunny
sunny day also and a top today of 27 degrees. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, this is an interesting one. In the current property market, there are some people that are looking to cut out a bedroom, which in turn is going to save them some money. Now, they might be looking for a four-bedroom house, but because of the money that they're going to save, they've decided to go with a three-bedroom house instead. How much money, I can hear you say, are they going to save by doing this? Well, in Sydney, analysis from Domain has revealed quite a stunning number. They can save up to $335,000 in Sydney if buying a three-bedroom house instead of a four-bedroom property. I mean, this is quite amazing in terms of the money. So let's bring in PRD Real Estate Chief Economist, Asti Mariasmo, and a very good morning to you, Asti. How are you? Hello. Good morning. Very, very good. Well, this is pretty amazing stuff, really. It's a huge saving in Sydney. People making this money just by cutting off a bedroom. I know, right? I mean, 335000 um, That's almost another house if you are going to um, regional areas in New South Wales or Queensland or Victoria. It's a lot. Like, like, this really did surprise me. It shouldn't surprise me given the current market that we live in. It is still a staggering figure because even though we know that the markets have gone completely bonkers in the past um, 24 months or so, although, you know, there has been a, a bit of a slowing down because of the cash rate going up, the market is still fairly strong. You know, a 335000 savings would really mean a lot when it comes to mortgage repayments and how much debt that you are committing. I guess it also really does depend on the flexibility of the buyer, just how much they can flex. In this case, I think if somebody's told, look, you can save 335000 in Sydney, I think a lot of people won't realise just how much money they could save. The more flexible they are, the more money they'll save. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, when it comes to a buyer's demand profile, it really depends on how elastic, which is, you know, the flexibility or how inelastic, which is inflexible that you are. We do see buyers who, you know, are very set in terms of, look, we've got X number of kids. We need to definitely have the four bedrooms. And normally with a a four-bedroom house, you also have obviously more substantial land as well. So in terms of the land that you get and perhaps the um, backyard that you have, because you're not quite flexible on where the house needs to be. So for example, if it needs to be near a school or a particular hospital, it could be the only type of house that you have in that particular suburb. You know, the flexibility does come into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone knows that they could save more than $300,000 that they could be becoming more flexible than before. Yeah, and I think the other point to make here is that if you are buying a free standing house with a bit of land, you can always add to the property. So if you're grabbing that three-bedroom house, it's in the right school zone, you know, two years down the track, three years down the track, you can do that little extension when hopefully things have gotten you back onto a little bit more of an even keel financially. For sure. I mean, you know, the good thing about these sort of savings is that you can almost bank it away for later. 
Right now, of course, we know that there is construction challenges, but if you can bank it for later and you do do it in the next three or four years, we have seen that some supply chains have improved. And so, you know, the chances are definitely there. But I think in terms of on the very first off purchasing power wise and also the amount of deposit that you need to have ready for your home, this can be a real saving. Yeah, it's a big power play, Asti. There's no doubt about that. So $335,000 for Sydney. Where does it come out if we have a look at a Melbourne? In Melbourne is still quite big, even though not as much as Sydney. So in Melbourne, a median four bedroom house will cost 135000 more than the three bedroom house. So you're looking at 135000 um, savings in Melbourne. Yeah. And how long does it take you to save $135,000, you know, forever? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it a lot because the latest data that we've seen that come out of um, Reserve Bank of Australia um, in their statement of monetary policy in November did show that household savings have declined from a peak of about 20% to now just above 10% because of the cash rate increases in the cost of living. And and normally household savings sits at about 5%. And so there's a declining amount in household savings. So of course, it's going to definitely, you know, take longer for all of us to be able to save $135,000. What about if we search into an area like a Hobart and Adelaide and a Perth, you got the numbers to reflect what the difference of the price between three and four bedrooms? Yeah, definitely I do. So if you are looking in Hobart, it's a $225,000 saving if you were to choose a three-bedroom house as opposed to a four-bedroom. If you're in Adelaide, it's a saving of $172,250. In Perth, it's a saving of $133,000. And Brisbane, $108,700. So definitely that one $100,000 and up sort of savings all around. Now, I've got a question here because it almost seems like an anomaly because why would Hobart, why are you saving 225000 and in Melbourne you're only saving 135000 That seems like a big, huge difference. It does. It does. The main reason is supply. So the supply of standalone houses in Hobart is very, very low. It's probably about a third of what's available in Melbourne. And if we look at the incoming supply, so that's any planned um, developments between now and say 2024, it is very little um, in Hobart as well. So definitely only about a third of Melbourne. And of course, you know, not only is that from that planned supply, but even any planned supply that is currently in place, because of the location of Hobart, it makes it a bit more difficult for materials, you know, construction materials to actually reach Hobart. And because of the smaller population in Hobart in comparison to Melbourne, then any skills shortages in the construction industry also impact the delivery of projects even more so. 
Wow. Okay. So that's really interesting to know that point. Well, here we are on a Monday morning. It is the 14th day for November. So we are certainly moving through the month, which means that, dare I say it, we have got another rate rise coming up for December. Not going to be that far away. What do you think is likely to happen this time round, Asti? I know, right? It's uh, I can't believe it's almost December already. I think I got a reminder that it's 45 days to Christmas or something. The RBA has a history of whenever they do cash rate increases, it's on an average anywhere between six to eight times. And this month is their seventh. So we're kind of in that average period. It definitely depends on whether they do increase it for December or whether they want to give us all a break and catch a breath. That's always a question that actually happens around this time of the year because obviously there's a more multiplier effect if there is a cash rate. You know, if retail trade slows down for Christmas, then it might also impact jobs um, for the next year. Oh, that's interesting. I was just thinking you were the eternal optimist, but uh, (laughs) you've got some data behind the the thinking. Well, see, the thing is, like, I looked at the RBA's statement of monetary policy for November, and back in August, they predicted that inflation is going to peak at just under 8%, whereas in the November one, they predicted inflation to go up slightly, just a little bit over 8%. But they do want to pull it down to that 2 to 3% inflation rate by the same time frame, which is the end of 2020. So that tells me that there's even a a longer pull or even like, you know, a harder job there to pull it down from under eight to three percent, which and now it's over eight to three percent. So that's why um, looking at that type of data makes me think that, you know, there is potentially another cash rate increase in the horizon. All right. Well, we'll wait and see where that all pans out. Thanks again for coming back onto the Real Estate Podcast. December is going to be here before we know it, and we'll see what that prediction looks like. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 